This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Howdy, 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 everyone, and welcome to a new episode of One-on-One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, and we are live at Blog Talk Studio, a radio studios right here, ready to take on our new episode this week. I wanted to start off by uh, letting everyone know the sad news that my producer and co-host, Mr. John Williams, unfortunately, his mom uh, passed away this week. As many of you know, she had been on hospice care and was... um, not doing well. So John was able to fly back and be with her and his uh, siblings and have a great reuniting with the family. He had not been back in many, many years. So thanks to all the listeners who've been reaching out and sending uh, John your love and support. So on on behalf of the show, we we also send JW our love and well wishes. And um, everyone, happy holidays as we really get close now to this full-on holiday season, no matter what you celebrate, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is, or if you don't celebrate at all, just uh, want to get put that out there. Also, it's a week ago yesterday that I finally had that fucking neck surgery that we've been talking about. As many of you know, I had to postpone it twice this year, um, luckily due to work. But I finally said, you know what, I just have to turn down jobs because ultimately I have to be able to turn my head from side to side. So a big shout out to Dr. Brian Perry, everyone at Beverly Hills Spine Center and at uh, DOCX Docs at Cedar sinai um, Amazing care. Um, if any of you are in pain, be it for back or neck, um, you really don't have to suffer. You know, I had complete disc replacement C6, C7 in my neck. And then in 2016, I had the L5 replacement. So I say to everyone, there's amazing surgeries available today. So please take advantage of them. Um, uh, Reach out, you know, assuming you have health insurance, that's a whole other issue, which we're not going to get into, obviously. But but I'm so happy to be back. And the recovery has actually been surprisingly a lot easier than I had anticipated. Nothing like the back surgery. But again, thanks for your tweets and your DMs on Instagram and all that uh, support that I'm getting and love. So please, at this time, if you haven't already, please join us on social media. On Instagram and Twitter, it's one-on-one J. Cole or Jasper Cole Says, S-A-Y-S. I'm on Facebook. You can reach out anytime. Um, also, jaspercole.com has a link to the show, uh, one-on-one with Jasper Cole. It has all the archive shows and, you know, everything you need to know about upcoming guests. Um, also, lastly, I wanted to thank everyone for supporting uh, my new film, Anyone Home, which came out last month on uh, VOD and all the platforms. And actually, I've gotten some of the best uh, reviews of my career, and I'm very honored and happy to be a part of that ensemble uh, cast and big shout out to Gravitas Ventures for distributing the movie uh, to Patrick Cunningham, the director, and to Will Frank, the co-writer, producer, and the cast. And um, I've been out doing a lot of press for a new film that's coming out January 1st called Captured. Um, 
a big shout out to Green Apple Entertainment, who's distributing that film. Uh, another great, this is a great young cast of young, I, I, I truly was the old guy in this cast. I was the veteran, but um, it's about a rock band uh, who goes home to the lead singer's house and they, they're going to shoot a music video. And I play Shelly, the kind of creepy groundskeeper who was there when she was a child and um, all kinds of chaos and you know, tragedies ensue as, as most of my characters do. Um, and then lastly, I want to give a shout out to a former guest, Dustin Ferguson, who was on a couple weeks ago, who cast me in his new film called, now get ready, Hell of the Screaming Undead. <laughs> but it's going to be a great shoot opposite uh, superstar Mike Ferguson from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So anyway, I'm, I want to just put all that out there and tell everyone, thank you, thank you. But I'm really excited about tonight's guest. Uh, let's see. Tom Beard. Most of you will know Tom from his uh, groundbreaking role as Philip Chancellor III on The Young and the Restless um, and many other TV uh, and film appearances. Truth be told, I met Tom 30 years ago in 1989. I can't believe it. We were just you know, mere child actors, as I like to say. But um, the great thing about being a veteran and, you know, living to a certain age is you look back on your career and your time in Los Angeles and Hollywood. And, you know, there's a there's like a handful of people that you connected with early on. And for a lot of us, we've stayed in touch, even though we don't see each other that often. But we had some really amazing uh initial contacts in the beginning of our career. So I'm very, very excited to bring on uh, Tom tonight as our special guest. He is the creator of the American Art Awards, and he's going to talk to us about that. Um, I believe they're going into their 11th year. Um, and also, because what people may or may not know is Tom is a phenomenal artist himself, always was an artist, even when he was acting, but has really devoted uh, all of his time and energy into painting. Um, we'll get into all of that. Uh, you can follow Tom at TomBeards.com. And of course, I, I know he's uh, very active on Facebook as well. So without further ado, I'd like to bring on our special guest, Mr. Tom Beards. <laughs> Hey, Tom. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Oh, nice my God. Hearing your voice. Hey, there was, I heard a little beep here. Was that from you or was that from me? Oh, that was on my end. Yeah, that was letting okay, me know good, that, good, good, good. that you were on. So thank you so much for, for coming on. I, it's so great to hear your voice. I was just saying how even though, you know, we don't see each other that often and, you know, we don't uh, get in touch. It's, been, it's been dec- I mean, I, maybe I saw you 10 years ago. But right. uh, maybe maybe twenty years ago, I don't know, man. It's been so long. And and how did we how did we meet? Was it Course oh, of Miracles? I know, and I wanted then? yes, yes. We so yeah, 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 you yeah. know, as okay. Marion Williamson, who ironically right. you know is running for president. Um, so for those of us who go back to the days of her when she initially was lecturing on a Course in Miracles, that is where. And if I if I slip in and call. Tom TJ. It's just because that's that's how I always n- knew him. But um, and that's I, what we. I knew it another name back then too. Oh uh, well, you knew me as Chuck, 
as a lot of a lot of people from back in the day in my hometown did um but yeah we actually met at harmony gold which was where marion williamson and is you know tom it's amazing right how many people i know for myself i made like so many amazing connections at those lectures back in the day yeah they, they were epic i mean she was such a star she was so charismatic and even before she ran for president this year I think it was two years ago that I was I created memes going on on Facebook saying Marianne Williamson needs to run for Democratic Democratic president. She can wow. bring the integrity back to the Dems because I was so upset at what Hillary had done. But right, yeah, right. yeah. So even before she, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, who have known her for 30 years were like, oh please, right. please get in there, <laughs> please get in there. To do you something, know? yeah. So that I thought the timing it was so great, like to bring you on as well. And you know, we had there was that core group of us. And you know, so truth be told, I Tom started um, on the Young and the Restless in what 1986. That's was right. that your right? So when we connected yeah. in '89, you were I was a big the, star. Well, you were a big star, and you were That's at right. the sort of you were coming off of the show um or or at the end of that first contract or whatever and um as most people probably know that was when you had the horrible tragedy of your brother you know tragically killed your mom and that's what kind of happened right after we all we all connected so uh i can't believe it's been that long um but what's amazing is you went you went on to write your book forgiving troy which is won award after award after award and tell everyone you've written how many books now i've written 10 books in fact i put out nine last year because uh because you know i mean since i was 23 i've been writing books and scripts and i haven't been able to find an agent i'm not commercial you know i'm Uh the older i get the more i realize how uh how alternative I am, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm fine with that, and I know that now. But yeah, last year I decided, you know, fuck this. You used the f word already, so I can say fuck. Oh, you can say whatever. You I said mean. it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, fuck I said it. fuck it. You know, fuck the agents. You know, I I don't do need it. the middleman. You know, so you can I do it yourself. Books last year. That's right. But uh, you mentioned forgiving Troy, and that was a whole other circumstance because. You know, that was uh, way bigger than life, what I lived through then. It was even miraculous at some points. You know, I couldn't I, I couldn't believe it, uh, and I had to write that. I felt compelled mm-hmm. to write that and share that miraculous journey, and I did, and, and it, it was hard. You know, I cried a lot, you know, writing it and I'm sure. uh, talking about it. In fact, uh, yeah, last year, uh, Jr., who who mm-hmm. is a friend of yours, uh, yeah, he hooked me up with Evil Lives Here, the Soap Star Secret. So they did yes. an episode, you know, based on my book and me and Troy going back that many years ago, even using some documentary footage that was probably twenty five years old, and that show's gotten you know millions and millions of uh, views. So and was that on the you know, ID ID Discovery that's right. channel? Yeah, yeah. and so people yeah. listening, you can I'm sure they can find that now. It's it's out there, so yeah. everyone check it out. It, it I I actually it, saw it. I thought it was so well done, and 
um, it, it was so put well put together and you were so great on it. And it really did sort of give you, give us a bird's eye view into like what happened and where you are today with the whole, with the whole process. So thanks for yeah, sharing they did that. A pretty, they did a pretty good job, but you know, whenever somebody tries to abbreviate something, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they have to make a few tweaks and, you know, cut some things right. off. So, you know, uh, they did that, but yeah, people can get the whole story uh, from my book. From your uh, book. And is everything on your website, tombeards.com? Is that the yep, best place to, yep. to find you? Okay. Yeah. There, all, all my books, all my paintings, and my biography. Yeah. And you're you're pretty open and receptive on Facebook too, right? To to fans and people. Dude, I I live. You know that I live now in the mountains. I live in a beautiful I... lodge home in Lake Arrowhead, California. I look out to ten thousand evergreens. Wow. And I work from home. I don't have to leave. And I don't like people anymore. So I don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm sitting in Palm Springs. We're not that far away, actually, right now. Um, uh, I know right. it's so funny, right? They talk about um, FOMO, the fear of missing out. And then they have, jo- you know, JOMO, the joy of missing out. I'm at that age now oh. where I'm I'm very joyous to miss out on most things. <laughs> I'm yeah, very happy at, at, at home, you know. And people say, you know, people ask me if I'm lonely here. And I'm very rarely lonely here. I've got my dogs, and I've, I've always done projects. I'm busy constantly all through the sure. day doing projects, you know, because that's who I am. I can't sit still. so I'm, And I'm always excited, and I'm always dreaming big. Uh, but, you know, I was lonelier in the big city, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I think right. about all the times that I try to go to the bars alone and stuff, you know, it can be so crushing. <laughs> right. I don't, right. I don't of miss course. That at all, man. I don't miss that. No, not, not I don't. Okay. I, I, I don't either. You know, I, I say now I get to like dip my toe into Los Angeles for work and then get the hell out of there. Um, it's, uh-huh. it's right. the whole city. The city has just changed so much. Um, well, you know, I don't want to sound like that get off my lawn old guy, you know, Clint Eastwood, but I guess it comes with age where right. we just, you know, finally kind of get it. We're, we're happy to be uh small crowd. Now, I know you and I both have talked about this. You've been uh, honest to talk about anxiety over the years. I've I suffered uh-huh. from anxiety. You know, it's fascinating how many actors, uh, performers, I guess, deal with anxiety issues. You, you, it kind of seems mm-hmm. like it. You know, it kind of seems like it's doesn't go hand in hand, but but um, you know, well, it I might certainly go because th- th- there could be a psychological aspect where uh, you know we that go like me. I went to be a movie star. I mm-hmm. I wanted the world to love me. I wanted attention from outside myself. You know, so you know it could be. Uh, that need of right. uh, approval or whatever, yeah, in linked with the anxiety because there are a lot mm-hmm. of people that just don't care about anything and they do fine. They do just you know? fine. You're right. That's a that's right? a good point, actually. Yeah. Um, well, the whole mental health. I mean, mental health issues and and going back even since you know in the 30 years since your brother's uh, situation. Um, you know, every year it seems like we people say we're going to focus more on mental health, you know, and I don't know if we've made, I guess we have made strides, you know, in many ways, but um, you still have situations where 
people slip through the cracks and, you know, misdiagnosed or not diagnosed. And I guess on the upside, we, there is more of an awareness about mental health and mental issues. Um, there's not as much of a stigma, I guess, as there used to be. And I guess there's not as much of a stigma, but I don't think there's been advancement. And I don't think you can give somebody a test and find out if they're going to be a killer. Right. You know, I, I think, you know, I mean, we can go back to the Course of Miracles with this conversation mm-hmm. and say, look, here's what's missing mm-hmm. is, you know, the focus on the negativity. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, who believes? I've never believed that I'm going to be better off by killing somebody. Who thinks that way? You know? Right. That, right. That this is, you know, I, I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think it's the problem so much as the mentally ill. I think it's the problem is the anger and the, uh, dysfunctional uh, use of time and focus and the mindset, you know, of course, in miracles talks about there's uh, there's only love and or fear, you know, you either coming right. from a place of love right. or a place of fear. And then there's one collective mind, you know, how all negative thoughts yeah. go out. And so, but you know, it's fascinating in a sad way too, with all the, these mass killings that we see, it, it is predominantly younger people, younger, angry, young guys you know males um for for whatever reason and again i think like you're saying and what marianne is preaching about not preaching but what she's putting out there is um you know the foundation is broken we need to sort of level the level it and start over and and go from there with love but i wanted to segue over go ahead right yeah no nobody's accountable you know it's like that you, this is the life you created. See it? Okay, take a look at that. You want to keep doing that? You know, what do you right. want to attract, et, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, there's too much blaming going on, I think. Well, one thing I have to always give you credit for, I mean, I since I've known you, you've always been, like you mentioned earlier, sort of a trailblazer. You've, uh, you know, you've always created your own projects. You've always, since I've known you, you've always been an artist. Um, I mean, you were always painting building furniture, remodeling houses, you know, there's always been a creative thing about you. And I, I'm, you know, it's funny how sometimes in our careers, we, we have to finally get to a point to realize the things that sort of make us different and unique are really what we should have just been leading with from the beginning. Right. But we, we get, we get told we have to change, you know, we got to change this. We can't talk about, sexuality we can't really we have to kind of fit into a mold and so it was groundbreaking as well for you back i don't know how many years now when you came out publicly um with your sexuality and how long has that been i can't even remember right when when i when i came back on the young and the restless in 2009 after i was dead 20 years with the uh, 10 years sweepstakes storyline yeah uh, I was going to surprise everybody, you know, my character was going to be gay and I was an out gay actor at that time. The first gay actor that uh, was open on, on a principal on role, d- daytime uh, soap opera. Yeah. Yeah. Daytime. Yeah. So that felt good that I was able to make that journey. And I totally agree with you. You know, that's why I like my life is I'm mm-hmm. living it for me at this point. I'm doing the things that I like I certainly see my beauty. I, I see what aspects of me shine, and uh, yeah, and, and and that's feeding me more. Right, 
Right. Well, talk talk to us talk to everyone about your love of art. Like, did you were you always even as a kid painting and creating stuff? Yeah, man. My first memory goes to coloring Easter eggs. I must have been <laughs> like three years old, but that's the first thing I remember. And, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then you know I was working on the light bright a lot and my Lincoln mm. logs and oh my god, know, the light bright, uh, yeah. Sure, and and the finger painting and everything, and that that's what's cool about the American Art Awards, which you mentioned. Uh, yes, I co-created that eleven years ago, the American Art Awards dot com, uh, and now now I own it completely, uh, and we uh, we award the twenty five best galleries and museums in America every year, and those. Uh, huge respected art institutions judge online art from 63 countries in 50 categories. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, this is That's really epic. cool. It is epic. It is epic. And uh, actually, I'm, I'm finishing my second day on a video here uh, that has to do with a new product that I am going to have a meeting with tomorrow to uh, with a huge art online presence. So I want to approach them about something that can marry American Art Awards with them. So stay mm. tuned, and we'll talk about that oh, later. Oh, absolutely. But my, whole, my, yeah. my whole point was, my whole point was, uh, you know, I, for most of my life, most of the life you knew me, or my 20s, 30s, 40s, uh, I was trying to fit in or sell stuff uh, that needed a lot of other people's uh, approval. Mm. And now the American Art Awards, this goes back to me being a kid and being very, very productive uh, in silence without a lot of people around because this is done online. You mm-hmm. know, and I deal with people that way too. So, you know, uh, it's been a long journey but I found a great use of my time that benefits others and it comes right back to me, you know? So wow. That's the cool thing about uh, evolving there. I feel really good about that. That's amazing. Well, like I said, you know, everyone can, ch- if you go to TomBeers.com, you will also see examples of your work and the, especially with, um, with portraits of pets and animals, you do these amazing paintings for people who want to, you know, have paintings. I actually, well, truth be told, I have a Tom Beard's original painting as well. The, the comedy and tragedy mask that I, you, oh, you right, gave me, right, right. you gave me many years ago for my birthday. Um, so people can see now on your website, is, are you, is that where you also sell your personal artwork as well? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, I want people to make sure they they check that out. But in terms of when, so for this up for this new uh, American Art Awards for this year, are the winners announced yet, or is that coming up? No, they've all been announced. Uh, uh, I did articles at Medium and Highlight Hollywood. Also did fifty articles. Well, they're not quite done, but yeah, they've got a few more to go. But yeah, the fifty categories of winners have been announced. Uh, you know, again, the Chinese realists did so mm-hmm. well in oil. We've got a big Lithuanian presence. Uh, oh, I don't know. You know, there's some incredible wow. Germans. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, we've got 50 categories, so art from all over, some very recognizable stuff. Oh, my favorite, I think, was this cubist from Russia. Amazing. Mm. Amazing wow. stuff. Yeah. Wow. You know, that's what's great. Art kind of kind of unites people worldwide. You know, it, art is like the one thing, art and song and music, that it's sort of international, you know. So, and, and art is so subjective. That's what I love about it. Like you said, right. every there's not right. one one painting that everyone has to love. Um, and that's, what's great about it. So it's so exciting to see what you've done, you know, with, uh, with the art. Now, if people are interested, is it American awards.com or how would they yes. uh, sign up for the next one? Yeah, that's it. Go to American and artists can submit work for $25 a submission. And that goes to the 25 incredible galleries and museums to score. Wow. It's amazing. Well, when you look back, you know, looking back on starting out as in the soaps back in the day when you did, you know, soap fans are are really, I think horror fans and soap fans are the most loyal in many ways. Um, I, 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 I'm sure it's been amazing to have this fan base for 30 plus years now, uh, people that started watching you on the show. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's great. But I want to congratulate you, buddy, because you've been working a lot more than me. Congratulations on that. Oh, well, thank you. I I appreciate that. I always say my career has been like a a marathon, not a sprint. It's been a slow burn, but um, (laughs) kind of like you, you know, I try to do a lot of other things. I I could never, I was never just, I could never just act. I, I didn't have the patience to I like to be in control a little more than just waiting by the phone. So that's when I started producing and managing and the radio show, you know, just other creative things. But it's funny how sometimes when you take focus completely off of like the acting, it seems more acting came my way. I, it's funny, the things that we obsess with and we want the most oftentimes are the hardest to get, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, great point. Yeah. Sure. But I appreciate, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So, well, no, what's fascinating, like we, we talk about with social media now, the thing I love about social media is you can stay connected to people, be it fans or friends from the past that you don't necessarily see all the time. But in terms of like as artists and actors, it's, it's the, the greatest way to promote ourselves and to pr- promote our work. And you've always been really yeah. great about, about promotion. You know, there was, it's interesting because in our in our fields, there's always there's there's two sides. You know, a lot of people say self promotion is it's bad, and I'm of the marketing world of like, well, if you if you if you're not going to promote yourself, who's going to? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you've been really Thank great you. about that. That's true. I mean, I do try to be entertaining on Facebook. You know, I I am there, and I'm constantly uh, showing my portraits of dogs or whatever I'm finishing, you know, uh, constantly promoting the American Art Awards. But, you know, I try to be funny there as well <laughs> and, and right. inspiring uh, so people don't get sick of my self-promotion, you know. <laughs> that could happen. Well, I don't, I don't think – that's the thing. I See, I, I know you to always have been a really funny person. I mean, some of our best – 
I mean, I, you know, it, I always thought you should have been doing a lot more comedy as an actor because I yeah, do I think really you're, know. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think you're really uh-huh. funny and you have a really dry sardonic sense of humor. Um, and it's sort of a, a really cool take on, take on the world and, you know, which is great, but, you know, like you said, it takes, sometimes it, it takes age for us to come to, to come to realize where our strengths are. Um, but I know we have we have some mutual friends. I, I know I'm gonna give a shout out to Becky Kennedy who's listening tonight. Who Is there I right? yeah, I'm you know, I moved to LA with Becky and of course we you, we all got to know each other and I know she's um she's gonna be listening. I don't know if she can is gonna be able to call in or not, but um I had let her know. And Brooks Ann Hayes from Florida, who was part of our initial group of of uh, misfits. <laughs> um, actually, Brooks Ann is coming back into acting after raising her kids now for the last 30 years. And I'm going to be managing her starting in, in January. So oh, I'm excited. Good. Wow. Where, where's she going to do? Well, that? she, she's, she's based out of Jacksonville, but you know, the oh. thing about it, the business now with um, Atlanta being such a huge, market for tv and film oh is it and oh okay good oh yeah it's kind of like hollywood south now and most of auditions and stuff you know here i am look i'm trying to lure you back in tom most of auditions are all self-taped so you really don't have to you really don't have to leave your house unless you have to go shoot shoot the job i keep saying can they just come shoot me at home if i actually book the job and they're like no jasper you will have to you will have to go you will have to go to the set <laughs> no, but maybe but, uh, in ten years that, that'll change. Oh my God! In ten years, we'll all all actors will be CGI'd in. We won't even be necessary right. at that point. <laughs> yeah, changes are right. Yeah. Well, cool. So, well, good. I'm glad that Brooksanne may get an audience because she was always so funny. As was Becky. Oh, Oh uh, my God! Yeah. You know Becky's one of the best writers that I today that I still know, and um, I'm hoping she's going to start writing again too because it's amazing. You know they've they've raised kids like that's just something I'm in awe of not having kids um, uh-huh. to to have in this society raised healthy, happy children. That right there is Oscar winning as far as I'm concerned for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want yeah. to. Do it. No, well, we <laughs> thank God we didn't. <laughs> we didn't have to. No, really. Although, I mean, that's a huge blessing of being gay, you know. Or, I mean, God, oh, so many guys my age, you know. Uh, yeah, somebody contacted me just uh, uh, last week and reminded me who they were that we used to know each other from. He used to come to the end of the wrestling set. Wow. And he uh, he said he never came out and. He, married somebody and you know he's got these grandkids and now he wants to come out and so many guys did that you know and mm. I about, oh my god if you're really not into it you know if you're pretending boy boy mm, i know it's a, a big responsibility so, well it's yeah, you know I'm, now I'm I mean, now there are so many gay couples that want kids. Yeah, I I always said right. even if I had been straight, I I was not really did not want kids. And I think I think the people who sh- should 
have kids are the ones who obviously want them. Um, but it's fascinating yeah. to see how many gay couples now have kids. And that's the thing I'm really most impressed with, with millennials or the young generation is just how accepting they are on all the social issues, you know, of um, yeah. gay marriage and trans and non-binary. And, you know, honestly, I can't keep up with, <laughs> I can't keep up with all the categories now. I'm always so afraid I'm, I'm misstepping, you know, with um, yeah. my pronouns or proper how I speak about certain people, but the the beauty is it that's how far we've come in society. And that does not seem to be a prejudice as much as when we were growing up. Thank God. Yeah. The world has changed a great deal, man. Absolutely. Right. Right. Now, what, what do you, do you have, um, you always have new projects in the works. You talked about this art thing you're dealing with any new books that you're working on, any upcoming writing projects? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple maybe in the next year or two. You know, I do want to complete my vegan cookbook, and I also want to put a book out there uh, about how people can keep themselves healthy. I don't mm-hmm. have health insurance. I'm in perfect health. I'm very conscientious of my mental state of of uh, affirmations, keeping myself positive vibrations, and I and I avoid toxins in my food and stuff, you know. Uh, so, you know, there are just so many ways that we can keep healthy that uh, are being hidden from us by the right. mass media that is selling us things that we don't need. So, you know, there's probably a, a book of that sort coming up. But uh, uh, I don't mind sharing about my other recent books. I wrote a book last year. Uh, I haven't thought about it much. Uh, How Men Really Feel About Being Sexually Assaulted. Mm. Uh, and uh, like 60 men shared very uh, raw, grueling experiences. Uh, and I added the few times that I was assaulted too. And I'm really proud of that because, well, you know, it's not commercial. It's just really, it's just right. really gritty. But I wanted people to get something from it. And I think the thing that I wanted people to get from it is there's not one answer. I don't like mm. political correctness. I mm-hmm. don't think we all should feel the same thing. Right. I, I don't think so. You right. Know? So uh, that's what I wanted to present there, that, you know, people can have different different uh, takeaways from being sexually assaulted or touched inappropriately. Mm-hmm. How yeah. did you find, how did you find the uh, the stories? Did people reach out to you? For the book? Well, I, I reached out to them on Facebook and said, look, this is what I want to do. You know, I, I will totally keep you anonymous, you know, if mm-hmm. you want to share with me. And they, and they did, you know. And, wow. Uh, yeah. So, and then I've got was it, many, was it, did, were you amazed? I mean, was it, uh, were we talking straight guys and gay guys, right? Or was it predominantly gay? Well, I mean. Yeah, well, predominantly I guess, gay guys. Yeah. And it was all guys, I asked uh, for right. guys. Well, See, my thing is, I was never sexually assaulted as a kid, and I wanted to be. I mean, I, I had crushes on, I had crushes on my dad, all my male relatives, you know. Right. And I'm not embarrassed about it. I don't think people sh- should be feel ashamed to talk about 
natural feelings, you know. Mm-hmm. I never had sex with a relative, but I've had that fantasy. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I collected all these stories, well, that, you know, <laughs> they, they didn't find it as uh, as as, uh, as I would have, perhaps. Uh, but, you know, so that that was interesting. But once again, you know, I don't think we should have the same thoughts. Right, right. That's true. I mean, going back to all the and we shouldn't all have to be expected to have the same, uh, like you said, the reaction to it. You know, it's um, right. er, every case is 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 different, and uh, I think that's I, I I always like my husband Dennis is Catholic, and he grew up with the priest and that, and he was not molested, and we I, and I, my no, I was never approached even as, as a kid, and I I was jokingly say I'm highly offended that you know. Clearly, I was not attractive enough to to uh, to be uh, even approached. I only had even even after coming to Hollywood in my early twenties. I only I only have like one story um, of a of a producer. I mean, he's gone on to become quite famous now, so I won't say who it is. But <clears throat> I really have one of those like stereotypical chase around the room kind of like situations. You know, where it's just funny because. As a young gay guy back in the day too, you know, it was it would be like I thought it was very clear to me that I was not attracted to this person. You know that I thought mm-hmm. I didn't think this was a date. I thought this was a a real business meeting. <laughs> um, and, right. You know, and it clearly wasn't. I mean, it was he thought it was something else. And so, looking back now, see, there's an example. I I find I found the whole thing quite amusing at the time i mean the the sort of the running around the room and like you know there was no nothing physical happened or whatever so there's an example where some people may be offended that i could laugh at what happened to me you know that it wasn't some horrible situation but but um again great we're in a great time now that at least people are talking about it without the shame yeah yeah so that's that's really important. Um, well, I want everyone to be sure to uh, check out your art, check out your books, you know, go to Facebook, stay in touch with you. I'm so honored and it's so great to hear you and to have you on the show. And I hope that we can uh, see each other in person. You know, maybe when when Brooks is in town, we can all do a, a mini reunion and get together. That would be That'd that would be, cool. be great. Yeah. And I want to thank uh, J.R. Rosenberg for setting this up for tonight. And everyone, follow uh, Tom Beards at TomBeards.com. Follow him on Facebook. Tom, thank you so much for being our guest tonight, and I look forward to seeing you soon, buddy. Excellent, man. Nice nice hearing your voice. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Wow, that was really great. Tom is a really, really wonderful person, and um, he just has he has a really uh, unique take on the world and his sensibilities, and um, it's just exciting for me to, you know, to reconnect with someone that was sort of there in the beginning of both of our careers, and so that's been uh, exciting. And like I've said before, you know, for me, a big part of what I love about social media is I can think of someone from the past or somebody that I haven't seen in years. And I'll think, Oh, I wonder if they're on Facebook and I'll, you know, go on and punch in their name and there they are. So um, 
as much as much as there's negative responses and people say bad things about social media and the internet, and of course it does get used for uh, not so great things at times. I do think it can be used in the right way, um, and it's also great to talk about Marianne Williamson, you know, because what we didn't get into is how many people have sort of made fun of her uh, this time around that did not know really her past. And, you know, I always say that Marianne created uh, Project Angel Food, which is a uh, meal delivery service back in the day. It was strictly started for HIV and AIDS patients because we're talking about, you know, the early 90s when there was no medications and people were dying and did not have food. And I became a, a, a driving coordinator for that on Sundays. And I delivered to people that were sick and dying. And it was some of the most oh, just inspiring, sad moments of my life. And uh, she created that. Uh, she raised all the money for it. It continues to run today. Um, obviously today it's open to anybody who's homebound and needs, you know, meal delivery service, but that's Project Angel Food. You can look at that online. You can Google it. And if you have people in the Los Angeles area that need that service, it's it's been now almost 30 years. And of course, Marianne went on to become a best-selling author and was a frequent guest on the Oprah Winfrey show and <clears throat> had her own radio show on Oprah Winfrey's radio network. So, it, for people who try to dismiss her right now as a candidate, as if she's just some sort of, you know, spiritual woo-woo person that came out of nowhere, no, she's she's been out there for 30 plus, 40 years, really helping people. And uh, her, if you've never been to one of her lectures, um, regardless of you know any of your faith or non-religious, it's 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 really not a religious experience. It's really about um, a spiritual path. It's not religious. A Course in Miracles just teaches that there's only love and fear in the world. There's only one of us here, one collective mind. There's no place where one person starts and the next person stops. So for me, it was an amazing spiritual foundation um, when I started reading the books 30 years ago, or the book, um, A Course in Miracles. It's there. You can find it now. There's, there's uh, 365 daily meditations that you can use to meditate on, to to calm your mind and to uh, just center yourself. And I find when I do it, you know, my life is a much different place. It's kind of like going to the gym. You know, if you don't go to the gym and work out, your muscles are there. They're just not being used. And I think meditation is also an amazing way to kind of calm the mind. And back to what Tom and I were talking about with anxiety issues, um, rather than just go straight to medication. Um, meditation is an amazing way to sort of uh, ease the anxiety as well. So, well, listen, guys, I so appreciate you tuning in tonight. I hope everyone has a very healthy, happy um, holiday. We will be back next Thursday. It's going to be the infamous day after <laughs> day after Christmas shopping day. Uh, please call us at that time. Call in 563-999-3025. Want to hear all about your holiday. Uh, please be safe. Try not to talk politics at the uh, dining room table. Unless you're all on the same page, then it's great. But at this point, you know what? There's no need to try to change anyone's opinion. But I do want to give a big shout out to uh, our House of Representatives yesterday for impeaching Donald Trump. It's a history-making event. 
Um, I'm glad that they are on the right side of history, in my opinion. Um, I also applaud Nancy Pelosi. I hope that she follows through on her current situation where she may just not turn over the impeachment at all to the Senate. You know, Donald Trump is for three years now has pushed the boundaries and made up rules that didn't exist and, you know, broken through barriers that we thought were in place that really weren't. And so there really is no rules in, in, in line about impeachment and she can pretty much do what she wants. And so if she chooses not to pass them on, the bottom line is he is an impeached president. He won't have the opportunity to be acquitted by the Senate and he can't have on his record that he was acquitted. He will always be an impeached president, whether it goes to the Senate or not. But if it doesn't go to the Senate, he will not have that opportunity to say that he was acquitted by the Senate. So I think she's doing a brilliant job. It saddens me that the Republicans have completely just rank and file gotten in line with this corrupt criminal. And in conclusion, if they don't do something with Rudy Giuliani, I don't know what I mean, he is the poster child for just complete mental breakdowns. And but, you know, in conclusion, you know, karma gets people in the end. And Trump had all these years in New York of dealing with just the mob and being a criminal and surrounding himself with all these criminal activities and criminal elements. And look at how many people are in prison right now that have dealt with him. And there will be many more indictments coming. So. I'm feeling very optimistic. I want to encourage everyone again. We've got to vote blue in 2020. We've, we've got to get Donald Trump out of office. We cannot have um, this president for another term. I think if we can get him out now, then we will save America. If he stays in, I think he's on the road to trying to be uh, an aristocrat, trying to be a king. And sadly, I think there's half of a country right now that would support that. So <clears throat> let's end on a positive note. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Everyone be safe. Peace and love. Again, John Williams, we love you. Everyone take care. We'll see you back next Thursday night, December 26th. Also, check out all of our new episodes that are on archives, uh, especially on iTunes. A new one just dropped today with the amazing Tim Ryan uh, from A&E's Dope Man, and he's a client of Newman Thomas now, and we've got a big uh, 2020 coming up with Tim Ryan and Jennifer Emianez. Peace out, everyone. Much love, and we will see you next week. Take care. Thanks for checking out One-on-One -on -one with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.